Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Bugle presents The Last Post with Alice Fraser. Hello posters and welcome to The Last Post, the final word in this, the most final of worlds. Today's episode, episode number 364 of this year, marking Tuesday the 29th of December of the year 2020. On this day in history, in 1782, the first nautical almanac in the US was published by Samuel Stearns in Boston. The first edition came under heavy censorship and the second one was just about boats. A very nautical almanac, that first one. And in 1852, on this day, Emma Snodgrass was arrested in Boston for wearing pants. And yet, in this modern day and age, I get arrested in Boston for not wearing pants. How times change. Your guest today (laughs) on the podcast is the leader of the People's Republic of the People United, Commandante Nato Green. How are you going? I don't have pants on, so that's what's happening. I feel like that is a sign of victory for all people everywhere and not just one of personal victory for you. That's right. My pantslessness is the vanguard. Well, coming up today, you'll be talking us through all of the latest in the negotiations with the glitch in the space-time continuum through which we are piped to the alternate dimension, who have become such kind fans of ours, and you've got the latest in that as your position, uh, from your position as a union organiser. But first, some headlines of stories we won't have time for. And more than 300 diplomats who did not return from assignments to New New Zealand during this year and were feared eaten have been spotted apparently whole and floating off the shore of New Zealand on an octopus yacht, refusing comment and shooting drones out of the sky with makeshift crossbows. And with all of the current uh, dragon technology coming out of the United Kingdoms right now, the United States and Russia are apparently beginning a dragon war. Uh, a war uh, like like the Cold War, in which they are attempting to build a dragon to rival both Boris Johnson, Piers Morgan's love child, and the Welsh dragon, which are leading to a sort of an unwanted centralisation of dragon power with the United Kingdom, fears of a, a reborn uh, colonial empire, fears that Piers Morgan's uh, child will go out of control and destroy the world. Uh, all of those things are floating in the atmosphere. Uh, how do you feel about the US and Russia being at loggerheads again, NATO? I feel good about it. I enjoyed it when the US and Russia were at loggerheads before. I felt like the world had much more moral clarity, that there were clear, there were neat and tidy binary terms. We thought of the world in black and white, good and evil, communist and capitalist. It was all an illusion, but it was comforting when we had it. 
and I feel like we've been unmoored since we haven't had it since the end of history, if you will. And so <laughs> having a new Cold War, I think, will be invigorating. I think it'll be good for all of us to focus on a new Cold War. I'm looking forward to it myself. That's all the time we have for the headlines we don't have time for, because now it's time for your ads. Your ad section now, because while it might look pretty apocalyptic out there right now, nobody wants to be the least fashionable scavenger pawing through the rubble of a disintegrating civilization. And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by podcasts. If you don't know what podcasts are, I imagine you're very confused right now, or it's the post-apocalyptic future and you're reading this as a transcript on some sort of archived analogue microfiche of best podcasts ever. Podcasts. They're the happening thing, also known as the thing that's happening right now. Did you know it takes about half a glass of water to cool a water-cooled gaming PC? but also about the same amount of water to completely kill a non-water-cooled gaming PC. Half a glass of water. Suitable for the things that it's suitable for. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And that's your ad section for today. The last post. And now it is time for your top story. Top story today is uh, glitch negotiations news. NATO Green, as a union organiser, as somebody who has negotiated hostage situations, as somebody who's negotiated peace treaties in your armed conflicts with your militia, you're our negotiation expert. What can we expect out of these negotiations with the glitch? Because from the outside, it looks pretty hopeless. Well, uh, as an expert on negotiation, I can offer my professional negotiator's expert assessment on the, on the dynamics of the negotiation. And one of the interesting things about negotiations, Alice, mm. is that the basic laws of motion, the underlying logics of negotiations are fundamentally the same, regardless of the content of what you're negotiating. It doesn't matter whether it's a labor union dispute or international peace accords or uh, a squabble between two friends. It's all the same. And so we can we can watch for the same kinds of signs. The glitch has demands and is threatening to strike. Yes. The first question is, who is the glitch negotiating with? The second question is, are they capable of delivering the deal? For example, could they deliver agree to the glitch's demands if they wanted to, or would they see the glitch's demands as an existential threat? And third... Does the glitch want the deal or does the glitch want the strike? And as a union organizer, sometimes I negotiate and pretend to want a deal when actually I want a strike. So do you have thoughts about that? 
Well, of course, uh, it's questionable as to whom the glitch is negotiating with because the glitch in the space-time continuum uh, isn't exactly linear in its thinking. It's sort of text messaging individuals uh, in their homes uh, demanding its terms, which, as you know, are holiday rates, double space-time and a half. Problematic because, as far as we know, the glitch isn't being paid, at least not uh, from this dimension. So it's difficult to meet the terms for double space-time and a half. Payment uh, for the holiday rates also it wants either a Pulitzer or a Walkley Award for services to interdimensional journalism, and uh, I'm not sure who we would go to for that. I have some thoughts. First of all, I think the glitch is stupid at negotiations <laughs> because it, all it's asking for is double space time, and that's not a particularly good demand because because of the of the pandemic. The, you know, in this economy, to be asking for more money is challenging. In most negotiations in this age of COVID, the, what is being demanded is actually hazard pay for key workers. So the glitch would have to make a case that it's a key worker in some sense under the pandemic, which I think is a big lift for it. You know, there's also the question of what we would call pattern bargaining, that it's not just the cost of paying double space time to the glitch itself, but the precedent that it might create for future negotiations with other types of uh, dimensional or galactic anomalies. You got your bad wormholes and your black holes and your hyperspace and your time travel potentially. Transporter incidents. Right. So there's there's potentially a, like there's a lot a lot of unforeseen consequences, a lot of slippery slopes you have to worry about uh, that might result from acquiescing to the glitch's stupid demand for double space time. And also, I should note that the glitch is proposing to go on strike December 31, I believe. Yes. That's not a good time to plan a strike. The way that you want to think about a negotiation is you want to optimize your leverage in order to avoid the strike if you actually want the outcome. And so the problem with the December 31 strike is that whoever's on the other side of the negotiating table is off for the holidays and so they have an auto reply on their on their email saying you know i'll be happy to get back to you january 6th or thereabouts and so the glitch would have had a better shot at achieving its demands if it had made them like back in february for instance and then escalated pressure uh into december instead it sort of has i think shot its wad on a december threat when people are not available. You know, there are some potential fallbacks, like if, you know, maybe potential, maybe not a, a, what do you call it, a Walkie Award? A Walkie Award or a Pulitzer Prize. Uh... Yeah. Would the glitch be satisfied with a Hugo? <laughs> it seems like a, a, like a Nebula Award would be a good fit for a glitch. Yeah, I mean, sure. And also, I, I figure, you know, that if they have a podcasting category, uh, the glitch might put itself forward. But again, you know, all those things are all politics, aren't they? Right. And so the biggest risk right now, as we head into the final days before 1231, is that the glitch as a rookie negotiator could make the most grave mistake that you can make in any labor negotiation. Do you know what the most grave mistake that you could make is? I do not know, Nato Green. Tell me. The most grave mistake that you can make that is mo the most common error that, that inexperienced negotiators will make in a negotiation is to print the wrong version of the proposal. <laughs> so it happens in negotiations all the time. You'll, 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 you'll type up a proposal and you think you've got, you've, you've, you're revising your position to something that you think will be more acceptable to your interlocutor, to the other party, and then you will forget to hit save as version seven. You'll go to print, and then you'll print out a previous version of the proposal. 
Brutal. Or you'll print out a draft version that's not something that you actually wanted to present to the other party. That begins with these cats in all bold. Yeah, right. My proposal is that you shoot yourself into the f***ing sun, bitches. <laughs> and that's a sure way to... And this is, a, this is a technical negotiating term. I don't know if you learned this in law school, Alice. But uh, <laughs> this is, it's called shitting in the pool. <laughs> and you don't want to do it. Yeah, I think that was semester three. So in a negotiation, the leverage goes to whoever could walk away from the table. And the glitch... I don't think the glitch necessarily has the leverage they wish they had. Or it wishes it had. I don't want to assume what pronouns it uses. I think it uses all the pronouns at the same time, it being. Right. It's Schrodinger's glitch. <laughs> so, because the glitch is, is, is the glitch of this dimension and the other dimension. And yes. so it can't just like go to one dimension and be that dimension's dedicated glitch. It's sort By of, definition, it only exists as a middle man, as it were, a middle right. glitch, a middle uh, person. Uh, between the two dimensions, obviously the the very small amount of commerce and engagement that we've been able to have between the dimensions, selling t-shirts, for example, or doing live shows, has been entirely mediated by the glitch. But I, look, no offence uh, to the other dimension, but I just can't imagine that we are that important to them that they would miss us if we were gone. One has to imagine that the dimensions could come up with a different glitch that could offer a service of more value than just the transmission of this specific podcast and nothing else. (laughs) You'd think. Well, that's all the time we have for our top story uh, right now, because now it's time for your letters to the editor. This letter comes in from Rob, who says, Dear Alice and other person, that's you today, uh, Nato. What's poppin', Rob? (laughs) Are you aware of the glass of water theory from Russia, sometimes attributed to prominent female revolutionary Alexandra Kolontai? It effectively states that quenching one's sexual desire should be as simple as asking for a glass of water and, by extension, never refused. Is there a half a glass of water theory in your dimension or is it just finger stuff? Yours cheekily, uh, Rob. Do you have anything to say uh, to this moderately inappropriate letter nato i sure do um it sounds like rob has probably read the book why women have better sex under socialism (laughs) which is an an actual work of anthropology that deals extensively with the oeuvre of kolontai and her contributions to soviet socialism by advocating for equality between the sexes and also a lot of humping before (laughs) stalin came in and said no, too much humping. <laughs> humping is somehow counter-revolutionary. So I think it's an important theory, but I think Rob's letter is stupid because it puts too much weight on the glass of water itself. Like, Kalantai would have been, at, like, I don't think she cared a whole lot about the analogy being like, having sex should be as easy as a- asking for a glass of water versus asking for half of glass of water versus mm-hmm. a cup of sugar or any other thing that you might ask for. The point is that it's f-ing easy, not that it's specifically a glass of water. <laughs> Don't make the glass of water be the big deal in the story here. That's missing the point of Kalantai. Well, uh, thank you for that, Nato, that uh, analysis. I would say that if you were to go deep on this analogy, uh, in this instance, there are 
a significant proportion of the population who are offering quite aggressively offering half a glasses of water to the other half of the population and that if that proportion of the population accepts the half glass of water they also accept the risk of for example uh, STDs violent stalkers or a baby so if your glass of water contains all of that possibility uh, it's maybe a different glass of water to the normal one that I would drink <laughs> thank you for this stupid letter rob that is all the time we have for the show today Thank you for listening to The Last Post. We are here in your ears 366 days of this year. And a big hello to our listeners in the other dimension with a few days left until the end of the year. If you have not shared us with your friends and social media, you're a coward without the courage of your convictions. Why not go back to the beginning of the year and listen from the start? Your guest today on the podcast was Nato Green. Nato, have you got anything to plug? Yes, I would like to plug mass uprising and the use of disruptive confrontation with the <laughs> with the state and the ruling class in general. That is brilliant. I would like to plug our t-shirts, which are available on the Bugle podcast <laughs> website. The last post is an Alice Fraser and the Bugle podcast's production. I am Alice Fraser. Find me online at at alliterative on Twitter and Instagram or for a one-stop shop of all my stand-up specials, my podcasts, my blogs and my weekly tea salons sign up on patreon.com slash alice fraser for a behind the scenes look at my glamorous life the executive producer of this podcast is christopher d skinner his sub producer his hench thug his edit sweet factotum is the iron fist inside his velvet glove the inimitable ped hunter as we always say good luck to you christopher and i'll talk to you again tomorrow (laughs) 